This is The Wow Show, and I'm your host, China Myers. Well, I want to jump right into it. Today, we're going to be talking about disappointment. Now, I know there is everyone out there that has had disappointment, that's for sure. I, I am 100% sure of that. So the question is, how do you deal with that? Well, I'm not a psychiatrist, but I do know that I've had lots of disappointments in my life. And how did I deal with it? It wasn't easy. People can be disappointing. Um, the job can be disappointment. Um, children can be disappointments. Husbands can be disappointments. Anything you think about, it can be a disappointment, it can turn into a disappointment. And disappointments come a lot of times when you put a lot into something and get nothing back. That's very disappointing. So when we do that, the human heart knows that you have done a lot to make whatever it is work. But what the human heart has a hard time dealing with is the disappointment once you have done everything you needed to do, or at least you think you've done everything you needed to do, and you've gotten nothing in return, or ungratefulness, or just not the response you were looking for. So, here are some things uh, that are in the Bible that talk a lot about how to deal with disappointment. I'll start out with Romans eight twenty-eight. We know that for those who love God, all things work together for his good. I don't know if you've heard that before, but that one has helped me a lot. Okay, put it in your wheelhouse. Uh, write it down if you have to. Because it makes you understand that everything that we do and other people do are for a purpose. And it all works together for God's plan. So that one has helped me a lot. And if, like I said, if you want to write that down, that is Romans 8, 28. Now, Psalms 18.3, one of my favorites. In the midst of disappointment, know that God is listening and hears your cries and is a comfort. He will always hear you, sad, heartbroken, or disappointed. And he will try to make you feel better in any way he can. Because I believe... That when we're sad and disappointed, I believe God feels our pain. I've spoken about this before. When you have children and your child breaks his leg or hurts himself, you feel that. Okay? 
This is not something I'm making up. This is something that is real. You can feel their pain. And you feel it too. Okay? Not only can you feel it, but you're experiencing the pain that they're feeling. Because it's your child. And you're connected to your child. Now, I know a lot of children think, oh, my mother doesn't feel what I'm feeling. Yeah. Let's just say you and that child are estranged and your relationship isn't going so well. The child is an adult. doesn't matter. A parent still feels their pain. Now, I know a lot of times when our children are experiencing things and we can't help them, that hurts even more. Now, a lot of parents won't show that, but it's a reality. Okay, If your child isn't speaking to you or has cut you off for whatever reason, that hurts. That hurts your very core. You know why? Because this person that is hurting you is an extension of you. It's almost like if you cut your finger and your finger is 20 miles away. I don't know if you can understand it or not, but you're going to still feel pain. Did you ever hear of the soldier that got his foot cut off but didn't know it? He was unconscious. He was in the hospital. And the situation called for amputating his foot. So when he woke up, he said to the nurse, my foot really hurts. Well, she immediately ran out the room and got the doctor because she knew he didn't have a foot. So what that is called is that that is called phantom pain. Now, it's not phantom if your child is hurting and you feel it too. That's actual pain. Now, there's a lot of people out there. I mean, you're an adult. You can't go around saying, oh, you know, I'm upset because my daughter's, you know, going through a bad marriage. Yeah, you can kind of say that. But you're not going to go around telling people that because, you know, it's a private situation and you don't want to tell people. But you will feel it. You have felt it. You're going to feel it if you haven't already. So. Any disappointment is heartbreaking. And some people might not show it, but it really, really hurts. So this is the way God feels about us. When we're hurting, he's hurting. Because we are all his children. And it doesn't matter what uh, political views you have. It doesn't matter what religion you are. It doesn't matter what color you are. God loves us all. And it doesn't matter if you're born again Christian or not. Yeah, God wants you to follow him and obey him and believe in him. He, he wants that. That's been written probably hundreds of times, maybe even thousands of times. But let's just say you don't do that. You don't follow him. You don't believe in him. He still loves you. And he's still waiting for you to give your life over to Jesus. I think he'll wait forever. He's resilient like that. 
and he'll love you no matter what. So Psalms 18, 3, I will read it again. In the midst of disappointment, know that God is listening and hears your cries and is a comfort. He will always hear you through sadness, heartbreak, or disappointment. Colossians 3, 23 to 25. Whatever you do, work heartedly as for the Lord and not for man. So that makes a lot of sense. I remember hearing someone saying the one time, I think it was a pastor, we're not supposed to try to do good deeds to get into heaven. I learned that. That's true. I believe that. But everything we do, we're supposed to be doing it with God's name on our lips. We're supposed to be doing it for God. Disappointment has even been in God's life. I'm sure we disappoint him sometimes. I know Adam and Eve did. That's for sure. Okay? Because if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be full of sin right now. But that's another show. I know I look to God when I'm disappointed in people. And I try not to judge them. And I try not to, you know, be mad. I try to get over it quickly. And I'm getting better at it. I wouldn't say I'm 100% better, but I'm getting better. And I know that God loves me no matter who I am. But I want to try every day to be the person that he wants me to be. And because we're so full of sin, that's hard to do. But I'll try anyway, every day. Now, what does that mean? That means that everything has a reason. Okay? And it's all for God's good. Now, that helps me a lot. So I try to think about this when I'm disappointed sometimes. It might not be about me. It might be about God's plan. Well, God does always hear you. And I know that for a fact. Because when I pray to him and I'm feeling sorrow or pain, I somehow feel so much better when I'm done. It's almost like a heavy burden has been let go. A rock on my back, a heavy weight has been lifted. Now, I'm sure there's people that experienced it or have felt it. And I'm sure there's people that don't believe it. But I'm here to tell you, when you give your life over to Jesus, those things come true. You pray to God, you ask him for his help, you ask him for his forgiveness, and it's given. It's given. He hears you. Because a lot of times, what we do, we do for other people, right? But even though you're doing for other people, and of course yourself, have the Lord's name on your lips. 
and make sure that what you're doing is for God. If you're helping a little old lady across the street, you're doing that for God. You're helping one of his children. Like he sent Jesus throughout the land and he healed people and he listened to people. That was for us. So what we do should be for him. I'm not sure if you can understand what I'm saying. To some people, it might not make any sense. But what you do in this life, what you do in this world, should be for God. And it has to do with God, not you. So if you do a good deed for someone, don't look for a return or approval. Know that you've done it for God. And God will reward you. No matter where he rewards you, whether it's in this life or the next, he will. He will reward you. Corinthians 4, 8, 9. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken. He will never forsake us. I know there's times in my life where I believe that I was not worthy of God's love. Everything Jesus did for me, I, I didn't think I deserved that. I, I didn't think I paid enough. But knowing that God gave his son for me, all of that is erased. All of my sins can be erased. If I give myself over to Jesus, all of my sins can be erased. So it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you've done. It can all be forgotten. And that is how much God loves us. No matter what we do, no matter what we say, no matter what type of person we are, God will still love us. So we have to become more selfless instead of selfish. Because when we are more selfless, that's honoring God. Psalms 34, 18. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. You ever been crushed in spirit? Being crushed in spirit, whew, that is like the worst thing ever. That means you are totally broken. And this world will crush you. If you haven't been crushed yet, good for you. But I know a lot of people that have been crushed. They have been through so much true story that they don't feel like they can get up and go on another day. Well, guess what? You have to. You have to. Because each day 
God is going to love us more until he takes us home. He wants to love us as much as he can. So don't be so self-centered. Do things without wanting something back. I don't know about you, but when I do things for people, I do want kind of a little appreciation. But when I think about it, I really shouldn't need that. But wanting it is being human. Okay, because you do something, you want at least an appreciation back. I'm not one of these people, if I buy you something, you have to buy me something. I'm not talking about that. Just appreciation would be sufficient. So, I'm disappointed by that sometimes. When that doesn't happen. And don't get me wrong, sometimes I've got to be more appreciative. Human nature. Take it and run. But the closer I get to God, and the more I get to know Him, and you might, oh, how am I getting to know Him? Well, my husband is teaching me the Bible. Thomas Christ. So I am getting to know him very well. And I am getting to know what is expected of me. And I'm going to be honest. Even though I have faith, doesn't make me know everything about the Bible. Because I didn't. There was a time in my life where I believed that the Bible was written to control man. I know, crazy, right? I mean, how could the Bible be written to control man when it was written for man? But I don't know, that's what I believed. But I was wrong. I don't mind saying I'm wrong. And guess what? That probably hurt God that I believe that. Just like our children hurt us all the time. They don't realize it. They don't realize it. If they're not the people that you hope they would be when they come to adulthood, that's disappointing. And that breaks our hearts. If you're a real parent, I know that breaks your heart. Because you want your children to be the best people they can be. Don't you think God wants the same? He wants us to be the best people that we can be. So that we can come to him and we can pray to him and we can follow him and we can be the light in the world. The light. Oh man, there's so much darkness. There's so much darkness. 
but because of Jesus, there's light too. There's way more light. But we have a choice. We have a choice to be the light or the darkness. So when we're disappointed, think about how God is disappointed in us sometimes. But the real deal is how do we change that? How do we stop disappointing God? Well, it's very simple. Just by making better choices, doing different things. Better things. Things that your parents and God would be proud of. You know how to make them proud. Because a lot of stuff we do today is all about what we want. All about what makes us feel good, what makes us happy. Sometimes it's got to be about what's going to make God happy. Yeah, okay, you've made your mistakes. You've done things that you shouldn't have done. This is very hard to deal with for a parent. When you got a kid making mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake, you're wondering, when the heck is he going to get a clue? When is she going to realize what's right? And real. When is she going to realize this? And time goes by. Year after year. And there's no changes. Disappointing. You're working on a job. You're giving it your all. They don't even look at you for a raise. Disappointing. You got a husband, won't help out, doesn't do anything, you're doing it all. Disappointing. You got a boyfriend who only wants to be with his friends. You got a girlfriend who doesn't want to be a girlfriend or doesn't know the word girlfriend, disappointing, all disappointing. So what do you do? You pray about it. You tell them about it. You try to straighten it out. You go to therapy. You talk it out. Sigmund Freud was a big believer in talking it out. Don't be one of these closed up people that don't want to talk things out. Because guess what? You can't solve a problem if you don't talk it out. I'm not a psychiatrist, but I know that. 
Maybe I talk too much. But it's something I've always believed. You got to work it out. You know whether or not that guy is worth staying with or that girl has so much potential and you want to spend the rest of your life with that person. Talk it out. Work it out. Make some changes. Now, if you're selfish, you can't make no changes. You won't make changes. You don't believe you have to make changes. That's how selfish people think. But if you really care about that person, you'll do what it takes to keep them. To have them in your life. Because there's a reason why they're in your life in the first place. You saw something in them. You saw something in them. And you know the person that they really are. But they've got to know that the things they're doing and who they become are disappointing. We have got to realize that the life we're living isn't just for us. It's for the people around us, if they're a part of our lives. You can't have a son that he goes about his life every day. He's not thinking about you. Two, three years go by, you don't even hear from him. Well, I say try to reach out. See what happens. Sometimes people get caught up in their life. Sometimes people too focused on things they shouldn't be focused on. But, hey, you don't get no call back. I say ask God what you should do. Believe me, the answers will come to light. You'll get the answers you need. Maybe you have to talk to a friend. Maybe you have to go see a psychiatrist. Just talk it out. Just talk it out. You got a kid on drugs. He's stealing from you, not coming home, doing stuff he shouldn't be doing. Talk to him. I mean, really talk to him. Sit him down. Say, hey. Is this the life you want to live for the rest of your life? I don't care if he's 25 or 75. Give him a talk. Keep talking to him.
keep talking to her. Give her a little space. If your daughter ain't acting right, give her a little space and talk to her some more. Because guess what? As parents, as parents, we're not going to always make the decisions that our kids want us to make. And they might get a little mad sometimes. They're not going to agree with what we decided. But I had to learn this the hard way. Parents are only human beings. They make mistakes. They're faulty. That's for real, for real. But all in all, you got to look at the good side. Okay? You and your mama don't get along, but your mama loves you. You and your dad don't get along, but your dad loves you. Maybe your dad is trying to make you see something you don't see. But no matter what disappointments we have in life, we can't turn to destructive behavior. Because when we self-destruct, that's not what God wants for us. God wants us to work it out. God wants us to figure it out. I said this before, life is all about problem solving. So when you get a disappointment in your life, it's not the end of the world. You're going to go on. You're going to be okay. Now, you might be thinking, ooh, well, that was really horrific what I went through. Yeah. And newsflash, it might not be the only horrific thing you go through. But you've got to learn how to come out on the other side a better person. Even though that disappointment was so hard to deal with. Now I'm a thinker. I'll be thinking all kinds of ways. Oh, why did you do that? Oh, oh. You know, I gotta stop that in mid thought because it doesn't matter. The disappointment happened. I confronted them about it. They might not agree, they might agree, either way, I got to move on. Yeah, I said something novel. You've got to move on. Hard to do. But when you do it, when you learn how to do it, when you learn how to move forward from situations that aren't good for you or that happen, you become better equipped to deal with the next thing, the next disappointment. Okay, you ask your, your boss for a raise. 
he tells you no. It's not advantageous right now. This is a slow. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Hey, you wait a few months later and you ask for a raise again. Yeah, you're working hard. Yeah, you deserve it. Why not? Now, you might have a boss that don't want to give you a, a raise no matter what. Well, then that's another discussion. That's another problem that you got to figure out. Yeah. You got a girlfriend. She got you doing drugs. She got you hanging out with bad people. She's screwing up her life. She's screwing up your life. Sit her down. Say, yo, this isn't what I want. I love you, but this isn't what I want. I'm sorry. So either we make some changes or I'm going to have to make some changes. Point blank. Because it's your life that she's screwing up. At the end of the day, you want to say, oh, yeah, I let somebody screw my life up. What? Yeah, we, we, we do enough screwing up of our own lives. We're going to let somebody else screw it up, too. You got that daughter that's always thinking you the bad guy? Give her a little space. Then write her a letter. Because guess what? Sometime, no matter what you do or say, that child or person might not ever think anything else but bad of you. And you got to deal with that, too. No matter how many times you've tried to work it out, to make it better, sometimes that's not going to change no matter what you say or do. So you got to deal with that. Give it to God. He'll know what to do. Because I don't know about you, but if something gets too heavy for me, I give it up to God. Okay? In a heartbeat. Number one, he's got bigger shoulders than I do. For real. Number two, I'm going to spend the rest of my life being sad about something that I can't do anything about. Listen, we can't change people. We can only change ourselves. We can't do it. My mom was a wonderful person. Oh, salt of the earth. Do anything for anybody. You know, she was just a salt of the earth. But she wasn't a good mother. Doesn't mean she was a bad person. She wasn't a good mother. She didn't know how to be a good mother. She was too focused on the trials and tribulations in her life. I get that. She had a hard time. Even as a child, she had a hard time. 
her life wasn't easy. The choices she made were the best ones she made. I don't blame her for that. I'm going to be walking around here. God rest her soul. She's gone now. But I'm going to be walking around here. Ooh, she was such a bad person. Ooh. No, she wasn't a bad person. She did her best. She wasn't a good mother. But the situation that she had to deal with, Wow. I don't know if I could have been able to deal with all that. Seven kids, two womanizing husbands. You know, I, you could sit back and go, oh, I could have done a little better than what she did. Um, I don't know. I'm going to be honest. I don't know. She had all these kids. She thought she was going to get the white picket fence. Instead, she got a womanizer. Left her with five kids. She's trying to play cards, make money, work, make money. She's trying to do her best. And it wasn't good enough. Because when you got five kids to feed and got to keep a roof over their head, man. Just saying it out loud makes me tired. Yeah, and she had a lot of disappointment. So she had these five kids. Finds out her husband's a womanizer. Cheating on her. Got another family. Blows your mind, right? So she leaves him. She finds somebody else. My dad. She has two kids from him. Find out he's a womanizer. What the heck? How the heck do you get dealt that card? I, I, I can't even fathom it. Okay? She find out he's cheating on her too. Nearly wrecked her mind. It blew her away. Made her mentally unstable. She wasn't harmed to anyone or herself, but she was fragile. She was broken in half. And her question to herself was, how do I do it? Where do I go from here? There's a lot of women in, in life that, that are going through that same thing. Disappointments. But when you have disappointments like that, okay, you work it out. You try to keep moving forward. Today they got counselors. You know, they had counselors then, I'm sure. But they weren't, you know, so recognized. 
You know, you get the help. Because believe it or not, when people hurt people, when they hurt other people, sometimes they don't realize it, I don't think. They just so into what they want. They just so into, you know, being selfish. And then I don't think they care if they disappoint people. I don't know. See, the world does have a lot of selfish people. And from what I can see, there's more and more selfish people. It, it just, I don't know. What do we do about this? Listen to the WOW show. Check out that host, China Myers. Because anything you can imagine, anything you've been through, Mm, I can almost guarantee you I've been through it or experienced it or knew somebody who did. So guess what? Life is going to disappoint you. The people we love are going to disappoint us. So, you talk to them. You tell them how you're feeling, because sometimes that means everything. Just to say what you're feeling. And they might be like, oh, okay. I didn't know you felt that way. Hmm. All right. That's what's up. Well, Let's see what we can do about that. Because I'm not out to hurt anybody. And if I'm doing something that somebody says I'm doing, I'm like, hmm, let me just check this for a minute. And that way I'm honoring God, you know? Yeah, I was doing something that wasn't so copacetic. And then somebody tells me about it and I'm like, hmm, okay, let me just think about this. No, that's not what happened. Or, hmm, you might be right. You might be on to something. I might have really done that without even realizing it. So, yeah, that's what's up. Now it's time for me to redirect those types of decisions. I've got to check them out more. I've got to um, assess them more, you know, and try to make better ones. That's all. It could be corrected and then you can move forward. Because again, I've said this before, I don't like wasting time on things that I don't have to waste time on. God only gives us so much time. So the time we have, oh man, I don't want to waste it. I don't want to waste it on um, doing the same old stuff over and over. 
I want to keep going, making better choices, doing better things, living a better life, being happy, sopping up God's joy and grace. Man, that's what's up. Listen, if you are unhappy right now, I want you to think about what you can do to get your joy back. Ask God for your joy back. Because it can disappear. You see it going out the window so quick, you're like, what? Wait a minute. I had joy last year, now I got jacked. I got nothing. I'm mad. I'm bitter. I'm sad. I am just a withering piece of dust. No, that ain't happening. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. I ain't letting that happen. Because my time here on God's green earth, I want to have a smile on my face. I want to be joking about stuff. I want to be laughing. Okay? Yeah. I got problems. But I'm not letting them get me down. I'll be thinking every second how, how to get a solution for it. How to make my life better. That's, that's for real. That's me. Because I live for joy. I want to be showing my teeth. I want to be laughing. I want to be living life. Okay? And call me crazy, but sitting on the beach is living life to me. I don't got to be jet-setting across the, the country, the world. Nope. Sit me on a beach. And let that vitamin C just soak through my skin. Man. Give me some time with my grandchildren. Let me spend some time with my children. You don't see a big old smile on my face. And people who know me, they know that. But people who don't know me, they don't know that. I don't care if I spend a half an hour with my children. Even though they're grown. I don't care. My got a little one. I, I spend time with her. It's the greatest thing. We do little stuff together. It's not all the time, but when we can. Walk, get some ice cream. And I don't care if it's once a month. That time is precious to me. I'm a Uno fool. If you tell me you're coming over, we're going to play Uno. I am so happy. Call me crazy. 
I, I just love it. I mean, yeah, we get busy. There's so much to do. So many problems to solve. But we have to make time for the people we love. We have to. And that's a selfless life. Doing things for the people we love. Like I said, I get up every day thinking about what I can do for the people I love. Now with that said, I also like a little gratitude when I do for the people I love. I don't want anything in return. A smile will do. Right? But I know that everyone has to find their joy and their happiness in their own way. I know that too. But when you need help, call on Jesus. Give your life over to him. Give your life over to God and tell him that you want to be the best person that he has made. And that's possible. If we make different choices, not so stuck on disappointments and the trials that life throws at us, if we do that, we can get through anything. You know, my friend lost her daughter. Her daughter's husband killed her. And then her husband shot himself. Could you imagine losing your daughter that way? Now, how would I deal with that? Well, all this is for God's good. So, there's a lot of stuff that I just don't try to figure out because it's too hard. And I know for a fact that this is all for a reason. And there's a purpose. And I might not know all the answers. But I'll just believe that God has our best interests at heart. And that the bad we're going through and the things that are hard to deal with in our life are all for God's good. So that means it's all for a reason. So when you're experiencing disappointments in your life, 
are hard to deal with, call on God to ask the questions you need to ask. And the help that you need. Ask Him for the help that you need. I want to talk about my book, A Letter to God, just for a few minutes. A Letter to God mirrors the book of Job and all she went through, and still till this day has never cursed God. This heartfelt, gripping adventure is based on my life. In my quest to find love and happiness, I end up living on the streets of New York, left with sorrow, pain, and feelings of abandonment. I begin my journey at age 10, when I'm sent off to live in Egypt with an older sister. After years of neglect, I'm brought back to Brooklyn to stay with my family. By age 12, I wake up and is tied and bound in a mental institution with no idea how I got there. By 15, I become a bodyguard for my drug dealing brother, putting my life and faith on the line and my values aside just to survive. The years of living this life come to an abrupt halt when my brother pulls the trigger of a double barrel shotgun fleeing New York with nowhere to go. I then encounter obstacles far worse than the days of bodyguarding and living on the street. That's our show for today. You've been listening to The Wow Show. I'm your host, China Myers. Thank you for being here. And I want to say thank you. I was lost and you found me. I was dead inside and you breathed into me. And you brought these bones alive I want to say thank you Thank you for saving me Thank you for loving me unconditionally God You stood with open arms